Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. And Craig and Jeff are here once again in, what are we, the second off-season week we got going now? Kind of missing actually having something to look forward to on weekends. Those wildcard games just kind of a disappointment. Last week for me, especially being Lions fans, we're used to disappointment. Yeah, oh, man. Just in the cards for us. But, you know, we picked some games last week. We'll go over that. And this episode, what we're going to do is do one final recap of the season. We're going to give you our some of our awards, our MVP, our biggest disappointments, stuff like that. As we try to wrap up the 2016 season for one last time, we can reminisce on how our seasons didn't go like we wanted, Jeff. Except though, you did yeah. happen to win yes, yes, two championships, so we always forget about two, that. Two out of three. They don't matter though. I know. And then you're getting third in the other one. Just, just yeah, they're off. That's right. You did get third. For, I want everything. That. I want it all, Craig. I want it all. Well, after I saw Aaron Rodgers again last week, just dominating, and just disappointed he didn't put up 50 in my playoff game for me. Isn't that guy a monster? Man, I am. Seriously considering keeping him, and I don't keep quarterbacks. It's you know he's that much better than everyone else, and you just saw it this year. It is. It really is unbelievable. I think I don't. I don't even know what to do with him and how he can improve on this season. But I feel like he's always at that elite level. And if you can keep him, I I think you have an advantage at that spot that is very very hard to get. Oh yeah, I man, he's going to be auction drafts. He's going to go for a lot. Without a doubt, he'll go for a lot. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a strange. Uh, I think QBs will even be stranger than they usually are because I think you're going to pay for four quarterbacks, yep. and I think the drop off is going to be drastic. I, I think you're going to pay a lot for Aaron Rodgers, take a, a significant trending down towards a towards an Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. I think they'll all be, and then after that, I don't think. I think it'll be, you know, leftover money. You'll throw it oh, 10 yeah. bucks because you know you have it or, you you know, because you didn't get some guy you planned for. But I, I think it's going to be a huge drop-off. So I'm – and we talk about this all the time. If you don't keep Aaron Rodgers, I'm I'm paying next to nothing for a quarterback. And then, That's my dilemma. I don't – I always – I'm always the person who doesn't pay. So I can spend that money, that 20-some – I probably would have to keep him for in the – in the $30 range, I'm assuming. I'd actually don't know. It really? It, it probably, it's, it's not – it's not – Huge amount because quarterbacks. I mean, probably all leagues have gone down in value yeah. in price the last couple of years. But still, I mean, I can go for like a one two dollar quarterback. That thirty dollars could get me a very good running back, a very good wide receiver. It's very true. So, I guess you know it depends on what you see else out there. Well, the problem is those thirty dollar running backs and receivers are never the sure things to me. It's no. Aaron Rodgers is a sure thing. Yeah, and you never sure know thing. with you never know with injuries too, and not that quarterbacks don't get injured less likely that yeah. they get injured. I mean, as someone listening right now is like, oh, really? And they drafted Tony Romo, like, all their career. But, um, yeah, so it is. It's, I think it's easier to make up the points for quarterback. Um, you know, not not necessarily an Aaron Rodgers type yep. player, but just in general um, for the money. And then it is to make up for those running backs. But you, you take a significant hit when they, when they get injured. Well, how about we just do a little recap before we get going of our picks from last week. Yeah, let's do it. We picked, first off, we'll go, we picked the games against the spread last week. 
we first went with Oakland-Houston. We both went with Oakland as the three-and-a-half-point underdogs. And Connor Cook, Connor Cook just Connor Cook. did not get it done. Oh, man. But <laughs> why in the world you look at that box score after the fact and you wonder why in the world you're letting a rookie quarterback sling it 45 times or whatever craziness <laughs> it was. Texans had a good game plan. You just limit the amount Brock Osweiler can hurt you. And that's really what the difference was. Brock Osweiler won a playoff game. Dude, he is such a heaping Man, pile of garbage. That is just, that's... T- yeah, and I'm, I kind of hope that he, he rebounds next year if, as long as he has a starting job. That's going to be... I just don't, I don't know what... I don't know if there was all a facade <laughs> in Denver and they really knew that he was lacking in decision-making, and I don't know. That's going to be interesting against New England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna they're gonna rip him apart. It's gonna be bad. Uh, well, game number two was Detroit in Seattle. Detroit was, I believe, the eight point underdogs in that one. And Jeff, you went with Detroit. I did I thought it was? I, I didn't expect them to necessarily win, but I really thought it was gonna be a field goal game. And it was for a while. That's what the Lions do, though. They always keep it yeah, decently they close. Really blow it at the end, don't they? I went with Seattle because I'm. I'm a I'm a Lions fan who's used to disappointment, so I just knew it was going to happen. Well, I'll give you this too. You've been you've been kind of riding the wave of watching Seattle yep. on the uptrend, and they're they haven't been great, but they're still a second round of playoffs again. It's, well, they were a third seed. They they got it done even when they weren't performing at their best. So they're a very dangerous team. I mean, they can easily beat Atlanta. Yeah, they're a Super Bowl caliber team. You know, the past you know three years, I don't think that just goes away because you lose one or two players. Then the next game was Miami-Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was 10-point favorites in that one, which I thought was too much. But, no, it was not. I went Miami, you went Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh beat them by 18. Yeah, I was, I was kind of waiting for the Roethlisberger, ball, Bell, <clears throat> Brown, what do you do? Too many weapons. Roethlisberger, those injured possibly right now. We'll see how healthy he is for next week against Kansas City. Yeah, that'll make it really interesting. But those, they're just too good. And then the final game was Green Bay Giants. Green Bay was about, I think there were four and a half, five point favorites, and we both went with Green Bay. I didn't expect it to be. I thought Giants had a chance to win it. I did too. I but, mean, but I guess we both four and a half wasn't enough to no, scare us away. But Rodgers and got another Hail Mary completed. Like I don't, I don't understand that. Three of them in the last two seasons now. That doesn't make sense. Does not make sense at all. But I mean, the unfortunate thing is Jordy gets some broken ribs. I mean. Yep. <clears throat> So we'll see what happens, but they well, Randall Cobb three touchdown. We we talked about Randall Cobb the last couple of weeks about him. Be, it was what two weeks ago we were talking about Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams overtook him completely. And Randall Cobb, what is he going to be for next year? He had three touchdown catches. I tell you, man, just one goes down, another one just insert. It, you know, it does not matter with, yep. when you have Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah, just ridiculous. Well, and then we picked our teams for the Super Bowl and we drafted our teams. Yeah. We both lost two of them this week. I lost Detroit and Miami, and you lost the Giants and Oakland. Yeah, well, so we still got all our top teams. So I kind of expected after ending up with Houston and Oakland, kind of a, <clears throat> a poor flip of the coin. Lose. <laughs> I'm just expecting to lose both of those guys. So yeah, well, we at least I'm. I had the potential to lose my t- two and three, so I'm very happy I did not. Yeah, so. Seattle, Green Bay, that's big for you. That was. I, I do think Green Bay is going to go to Dallas and beat them this week. I really do. That will really hurt me. I, I see it happening. Well, let's get into the show here. But well, before we do that, make sure you know you follow us at the FF Profit on Twitter. Ask us any questions, and we'll get back to you there. And check out the website, fantasyfootballprofit.com. We still got updates going all the time, so we'll always have something going on there. And 
Here we go. Our awards, Jeff. The Fantasy Football Profit Awards, the first edition. First edition. First annual which, award show. Which one would you like to start Let's start with? Off, we'll start with the big one. Let's just go right away. We're starting it off our MVP. MVP? Who is your MVP of the fantasy season? This could mean, I mean, people have different definitions of this. It could just be the best player. It could just be the best, you know, value you got. A player who was great, who you got I for a cheaper value. But I think who are you going with? Even though he went for a lot, I still think he was the best value, best player. I don't know too many people that would argue this point. I'm interested to see what you, but it's got to be David Johnson for me. Pound for pound, the best player. I mean, he was he was truly phenomenal all the way through. And, I mean, he, he didn't make the playoffs, so you don't see what he gets to do now, yep. and, you know, the injury. But I think David Johnson uh, was far ahead in, you know, compared to all the other guys that I considered. Yeah, and I my pick is going to be David Johnson. It's He is just too good. He was, and that is, I mean, that's saying something, too, because Ezekiel Elliott had an amazing season. Um, Aaron Rodgers had a tremendous season. Yep. I mean, there was a lot of guys you probably could have picked from, and I, I really do think there was a no-brainer, and that's yep. very unusual. I mean, some people would even think about players that they got later rounds that were great, like even like a Sh- LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray, you know, those so, kind of players. I mean, you could be the most valuable, but it's exactly. David Johnson. Or you could, yeah, or you can even make the, um, because you probably got Bell for a deal because he got suspended and he still put up that kind yep. of production, so... Well, me, even like um, if you got like a Mike Evans in the second round, and he was, yeah. you know, basically the top receiver, those kind of players. But no, David Johnson's blew them all away, and I don't see how he's, he's I don't see him slowing down next year unless that well, passing game is. It's hard to I, I give you this. It's hard to duplicate this kind of production fantasy wise. I think he's going to be a tremendous player for you know as long as the injuries don't catch up to him or anything. But um, man, I I don't see anyone catching him too because I mean. Ezekiel Elliott was the closest one behind him, and he was still what thirty-five points. Yeah, it was. Him? It really wasn't even close. I mean, he even had what over eight hundred yards receiving. David Johnson did. It it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to see the kind of numbers he put up this year. It, As the first year, he was the true running back there. And that's on Arizona. Actually, they struggled this year offensively. They weren't great. Carson Palmer wasn't very good. The receivers weren't very good. But David Johnson just kept kept doing it. So I don't. We'll see what happens next year with that team. They don't have Michael Floyd anymore. Larry Fitzgerald. Are they gonna have Larry Fitzgerald next year? Even if they do, he's not yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. Is what he was anymore. The passing offense is gonna be a whole. So a very interesting. But without those guys, are they just really gonna key on David Johnson? They might, but I. I think they did this year too. Yeah, but yeah. I think you. I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about all his receiving yards. So if yeah. you're. If you're struggling, the easiest thing you can do is dump it out to an athletic guy in the flat. Yep. So I, I don't see those numbers going down at all. No, and they, they don't use their back running backs very often. They just get David Johnson all, all the time. too good. Get him as many touches as his body can handle. And I think that's what they're going to do. I don't see any slowdown next year. I don't see any reason, any way David Johnson is not the number one pick. Your people to keep talking. It's the, you know, talk about Zeke and Bell and Johnson. Who's going to be number one? It's David Johnson. We talked about this before. It's He's the MVP this year. He's going to be the number one pick next year. Yeah. Is there, was there anyone else that you were considering that might have been a... Not really. Yeah, Honestly, either. not really. Because... I think we named all the other ones, right? Yeah. They're, Rogers, maybe Bell. No, it's just... They're, I mean, somebody like Antonio Brown had a great season, too, but he was drafted as the number one player. Exactly, like, yeah. David Johnson was... I mean, he's still a first-rounder, but he's just so much yeah, better. He was drafted number one overall. I, he would still be my MVP. That's, that's how elite that guy was this year. Yep. Well, the second... Award, if you want to call this an award, 
player receiving this probably isn't too excited about it. It's the biggest disappointment of the season. And there are actually quite a few options for this. I, two stick out in my head. There's a few for me. There's two. And I'm... And one edges the other one out. Um, and we can talk about them both. Yep. But why don't I, I let it off, so why don't you hit me up? Okay. Which one you think is the most disappointed player? My most disappointed... There, I have... A few. I probably have two, three options for sure that top of the list. But my number one most disappointing player is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. And he was drafted a lot of drafts at the end of the first round. He was drafted as a first-round receiver. and had such a great season last year and just did nothing. Did nothing. It was, it was painful to watch. He, it just didn't happen. And he kept waiting. He ruined seasons because he's a player that you had to keep in your lineup. You kept okay. You don't take my lineup because the week you do is yeah. going to go big. So pretty much you're playing, you're playing a bench player in the, in the spot of your number one wide receiver. I mean, it was just it was ugly. I I, I understand the quarterback situation was terrible, yeah. but it wasn't any good last year either. I didn't feel like Brian Hoyer. Those well, you, it, you, I guess it was. I mean, Brian Hoyer. Very serviceable. Now you, now you, see you realize how much better he is. Yeah, I mean it's true, Same. but man, just he. Disappointed a lot of teams. I thought he. Was, I, I actually at one point was trying to trade for him early in the season because I thought, oh, he's going to for sure. He's going to bounce back and be great. It just didn't happen. But I don't think it's not him. It's nothing. I don't think it has anything to do with the talent. It's just the situation. Either. And and I think that that's why he probably drops to my number. He's probably my number two, but he kind of dropped in my head to like the number three, the yep. most disappointing. Um, because I guess in my head, first of all, very very reliant on. The quarterback situation, so I kind of give him a little bit of a pass compared to these other two. Yep. Um, my number one most disappointing player is Allen Robinson. Yeah, he's in my top three as well. And um, I mean, nothing changed. The quarterback didn't change. The offense changed a little bit, but not much. Um, and they still made the playoffs. He just was nowhere. Oh, I'm sorry, not the playoffs. Um, but he was nowhere to be found, no, yeah. like at all. And. He, and they even went through games where they tried to key on him, and they gave him a ton of targets, and just nothing came up and came to fruition from that. And he really was. I mean, what was he, number four or five wide receiver overall the year before? Yeah. And, and he, was, he was drafted. He was drafted right there with Hopkins, really, end of first, beginning of second round. Early second was the latest he was going in drafts. And everyone, he was going ahead yeah, of Mike Evans. Yeah. And everyone, I mean, a lot of people said, hey, his, his touchdown production cannot stay at the level it did last year. And that's fine, right, if it drops by three or something. But this one was the steepest decline I've ever seen for a player that was healthy almost the entire year. So, for me, he was the one that was the most disappointing. I can see that, too. And then our other one is um, going to be probably Todd Gurley. Yeah, I was right? going to say, okay, that so we have the top three. That would have been, been the other option at that spot. And it, I mean, he's just in a bad situation, too. He's in yeah. a I I, believe, I think he is, but okay. We thought that about a few years ago. We all thought that about Trent Richardson. Oh, that's it's a scary comparison, right? I mean, Trent Richardson did great, lot of great rookie season, looked good, and I mean, do you remember us in a bidding war for Trent Richardson? Yeah, I, dude. That, <laughs> oh God. That brings back really painful memories. I actually, like in his rookie season, we were trying to trade one for one of the worst uh, <laughs> fantasy like drafts I had because of my keepers. Yeah, um, we we were in a, a, tra- a bidding war a, a, for trading Trent, at yeah. the trade deadline. So, we were just fighting over Trent Richardson, thinking, "Oh, so, this guy's going to be a great." Todd Gurley last year, great. He was he looked great to start the year. It really tailed off at the beginning at the end of the year, but everyone kind of just disregarded well, he it. He came back from an injury yep, and looked just amazing. 
And he was. I, I mean, you were watching those games, and you were just like, this guy is a stud. He's out running people. He's running through people. He's leaping people. He's finding the hole. I mean, he was doing everything right. And then you watching this, and you're like, what? Like, you looked a step slower, and yeah, you know, your line isn't opening up quite as many holes, and your offense is, you know, you can't really pass that well at the moment. So there are a lot of things working against but you know, we, we talked about how very few big plays he had. That is what's most concerning to me. Yep. Because even a bad, even a bad, even a decent running back on a bad team, and you'll see it with like, and I don't know how good he is, but even like a Crowell, look at, he'll have these big games. And you get off a 60 run for a touchdown, and you're like, okay, nothing. Well, look at Jordan Howard. He was on a terrible team. Oh, yeah, he, he crushed it. I mean, really, 3.2 yards per carry. That's just... Hit 885 yards a season, and he played every single game. And I think the the reason I would be less down on him. I mean, he ended up the number 20 running back. Um, but the Man. thing is, he was drafted in the you know as a as a number one. Yeah. He was drafted as a number one in it's, some drafts, and that's why yeah, he definitely went in the first round. So yeah, I mean, especially at the position he was. I mean, and that's the thing. I guess Gurley would probably technically. Um, be drafted before an Allen Robinson and a Hopkins, yep. um, but not by that far. And he, you know, it's just unbelievable all three of those guys. But Todd Gurley was probably the one that I thought was kind of recession proof, if you will. Yeah, and me too. He just man, just had the well, most the roughest season. And the funny thing is, out of all three of these players, and actually two of them for sure, Hopkins and Gurley for me, I would, I would actually, I would like to draft them next season. The problem is somebody's going to like them more than me. They're going to get him ahead of me. But I, if they fell to me in, like, an auction draft for a cheaper price, if I could get Gurley, if I could get Gurley in the 20s, I would do it. Oh, yeah. Without a problem. I'd love to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think but Gurley's, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Gurley's prime for a, um, a bump back well, he's gonna, I think he's going to over. He's going to have value one more season, for sure. Without oh, it, one yeah. more, it depends if he, this will be, if he has a terrible year, he's going to drop off. If he doesn't, then he's back. So you're saying in an auction draft? Auction draft, I would, I mean, if he's in the 20s, I'm going for him. Okay. I, I, I so think he's going to bounce back. So you think 30 is like your limit, and then you uh, would say no more? I would have a tough time. Just I know it's the potential to be worth it, but I would have a very hard time with how bad he did play. Not necessarily him, it's just that offense. I don't, how are they going to get much better? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. And, I mean, th- now they have that, you know, the rookie quarterback. Well, so and, they're going to. Because of having that rookie quarterback and trading for all those picks, they don't have a first round pick this year. So, yeah, so are you going to be able to shore up a line? Are going to be able to give them some help? Or they're not. They don't have the ability to even get some that much better. I think that's what bugs me the most too. Is like you don't have a prolific passing offense, right? You no, just don't. No yeah, matter who you're, you're, who you're throwing out there, like receivers are Britt and Tavon Austin. Yeah, I mean, like, you're out of your mind if you really think you're going to just air it out all the time. So why in the world would you not? Set up a run game where you're just chiseling away time. You're giving it to the most talented guy. That's what they need to have everything and, set up. And, and that might have. And who knows? Maybe that's what they thought they did, and it just didn't work out. So that's what scares me even more. But I, I do have to say though, I would be more inclined to go after Gurley than I would Hopkins if Osweiler's still there. Because I don't see. I, I think he. There's no way he has as bad of a year as he did this year. But I don't see it getting significantly better. And I guarantee he's going to go in the twenties again for sure. And, and it, I wouldn't be willing to pay that. And if you're in a right, you know, a regular snake draft, he's going to be a second rounder for sure. I don't see how he won't be. But yeah, it is tough. It is. It's interesting. It really depends on who their coach is, what they get in there, what they do, free agency. There's 
a lot of a lot of things that could have to change for that. Alan Robinson, I I don't know where I stand with him because I I truly don't understand what his issue was. So I think he's a complete wild card where I think he could have just as bad of a year and he could go back to being the number four wide receiver. Yep. Um, so that one, he he really scares me, and I tend to stay away from I'm gonna truly stay away risky from players. I, I I've never been the biggest Allen Robinson fan. Jumped. I mean, I was I was all in, yeah. obviously, because you look at the guy and he has all the tools. He was on a, a offense that likes to air it out. They were getting better. They're all young. Um, the only thing I worried about was, I mean, uh, apart from injury, was you know these they're getting a lot of talent for that passing teams. I mean, you have you know, Thomas at tight end and uh, Hearns was coming along. You have Marquise Lee, which anything, but he was really hyped coming out of USC. Um, so that I was worried that they were going to spread the ball around. That was an issue. They just he couldn't get open or whatever it may nope. be. It's crazy. All right, let's move on to the next award, which is the Steal of the Draft Award. Oh, there's yeah. there's options here. There's actually there's plenty of options. I bought. So Jeff, you go first in this one. Okay, my number one. Who's your we steal? Talk about a lot of guys, but my yep. number one has got to be Jordan Howard. Yep. Um, and that's if you, if your league even drafted him. A lot of the a lot of leagues didn't. Yeah, and that's so it might have been the best. He might be the he, slash best waiver pickup, but yeah. he was drafted ours. Drafted ours. Yep. So, um, by yours truly. So, that's yeah, it. It's true. Um, Very what? You got him for nothing, basically. He, oh, yeah. He was one of the last guys I threw on my. And he ended up being the number nine running back, and that's missing a few games because yep. Langford was number there. two overall in actual rushing yards. Yep. So, he was a, a beast on a bad team, and he was one of those guys you picked up early, and he can slide in for injury or someone that, you know, didn't do that well, girly. And could really save your season. So for me, he was the number one guy that was the the best pick. Okay. I can definitely see that for sure. So I'm gonna go different on this one. My steal of the draft, it it would have been better if it didn't have the injury at the end, but it's gonna be Melvin Gordon. Oh, that's a great pick. If he didn't have the injury at the end of the season and missed the fantasy playoffs for teams, it would he would for sure be up there. That's my only hesitation with it. But for where people got him, especially in an auction drafts, we we each got him in a league for nothing really. Mm-hmm. It was a cheap price. I wasn't even that excited about it, and he was great for the most part. For especially early on in the season, up until that injury, he was he was great. Oh, he was the man. And as soon as Kenny Woodhead went down, he turned into every, what everyone hoped he would have been his rookie year. Yep. And the amount of touchdowns this guy was producing, and then you, he showed you can catch. He showed you all the different talents he has. He looked as fast as, you know, advertised. Oh, yeah. I, I do. I was a big Melvin Gordon fan this year, and I, I would think he's going to continue to do well. Yep. So I'm excited to see if he continues yeah, that trend next any, year. I don't see any reason why he'll fall off next year. No. So, yeah, that's a great pick. Well, I, I really no, did. Another guy who I was thinking of for that spot for steal of the draft could actually be a way for where pick up to is uh, Matt Ryan. He, was, he, he wasn't actually drafted, I don't believe. Some leagues he was. It depends on if the league drafts a lot of quarterbacks or not. Ours typically doesn't draft too many backup quarterbacks. So he was another one that had just a great seed, ended up being one of the top quarterbacks, and he was probably not drafted. So he's another one definitely definitely could have picked. You know? That's a great one. And quarterbacks, it's so funny how, yeah. how they rise and fall in the middle there. Um, but, yeah, he had a great year too. So that's a, that would be a good pick. Well, it's, yeah. it's really funny now looking at wide receivers, though, because I feel like you could name off probably five. Yep. Um, but the one that really stands out to me is um, Devontae Adams. Yep. Well, he's actually going to be 
move on to my next up category. Best waiver wire pickup. Oh, gotcha. I will do that one first. I'm going to pick Devonte. Devonte Adams is my number one waiver wire pickup of the year. That's a good one. And he was great, like you're saying. Like some leagues, he was drafted maybe towards the back end of the draft, but a lot of people after last season, we had all those drops. He really didn't ever live up to the hype, which people thought he was going to do without Jordy there. It didn't happen last year, but it number, happened this year, and he was just he was ridiculously good. Number seven overall wide receiver. Yep. Unbelievable. He's um again. You picked up him up too with hey, Jordan Howard picking hey, like get his hand. See it right there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that, should have been a championship team. Yeah, well, yeah. should have been. Should have been. been. But yeah, it was just all all uh, you know just quality you know production picks and same thing. of Hyde, you can throw that guy yeah. on there too. So pair him with the the high quality of easy pay for that and boom. Yeah, Devontae Adams would probably he has to be my top waiver wire pick. There are some other options I had out there, but he was, I mean, a top waiver. Yeah, not to mention he produced in the playoffs as yep. well, yep. which is a, a huge bonus. You have a pick for that, Jeff? I do, absolutely. And you're going to actually love it. And the two guys, I was going to say, the other two guys that I yep. would have uh, said, and both of the guys you hyped up yep. big time during the year, but Michael Thomas from New Orleans yep. and Tyreek Hill. Yep, definitely. The other reason I, I would put uh, Devontae Adams above Tyreek Hill is because Tyreek Hill came on later. Later, yeah. Um, but and you looked at his production; it was <laughs> out of control. And then Michael Thomas was—I uh, kept just trying to back off of him because I—I I thought it was going to be too hyped for a rookie. But the guy produced. I mean, he's only—he was the number nine wide receiver, you know, overall. And I mean, my gosh! I mean, you—he's only two spots behind Devontae Adams, which we we're just hyping up. I, I just can't believe it because <laughs> he did it so quietly. Yeah, he did really. And those, I mean, somebody, I don't know, like Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, like where are they going to go next year? They're so bunched after that. It's really funny if you look at this because after the number six, which was Julio Jones, I forgot injured, the next five guys are guys you would have never expected. So you have Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, which I guess you would, Michael Thomas, Doug Baldwin, Tyreek Hill. So, and the funny part about those is none of those are, like, as I call them, sex picks. Yep. So you're not drafting those as a top ten. But those are the kind of guys that will win you leagues because you're going to get them for undervalue every single time until they become a big yep. So That is very, very interesting. I don't, I don't want any of them as my number one receiver, but I get them as my number two. Oh, oh that's yeah. wonderful. You're going to have a good team. Yeah. And once again, I, I can already tell I'm going to look at this and be like, Doug Baldwin – no, nah, I don't want him. But I, every year he's producing. Well, see, he's, and even he's, on a Seattle team that kind of struggled offensively, he still put up the numbers. Well, he's a guy I I like as a, a third. I don't even want him as my second. It's going to be like that. I know. And if you can get him as your third, you're, you're rocking and rolling. Yep. But I am very interested. Kind of funny stealing thunder, but I am very interested in Michael Thomas next year. Because I am too. Even though I always worry about the Saints, you know, wide receivers are up and down and down. Uh, he might be their own true, unless they go out and get a tight end or something. He's their only real true red zone threat that's going to be consistent in there. Um, so I think he might have a little, that might buoy him, you know, as far as how many points he gets per week. I'm, so I'm going to be I'm gonna be targeting him next year, so I'm going to have to add up for that one. Well, that is it. I have Those are our awards. Those are the, you know, pretty straightforward, but those are what we got for the awards. And hopefully... You didn't have too many players in the disappointment list, but it just sounds like you had everybody on those, every good player there, and those yeah, steals, well, waiver wires. It doesn't always work for you, though. So his <sighs> one poor performance. Well, Brian, he really should have been on my screw me for one week yep. award. Another disappointment we could have listed is Cam Newton. Yeah, 
Especially at quarterback, he's the number one disappointment. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, we can just go through the whole. But yeah, he, he was probably the biggest, besides for uh, maybe Todd Gurley. Actually, no, Cam Newton would have to be the biggest drop-off. Oh, yeah, by far. Well, I say that, but Allen Robinson, there's a lot. But yeah, Cam, Allen Robinson, Hopkins, Gurley. Yeah, yeah, Cam probably should be right on that list. He kind of rounds it out. Well, let's, Jeff, let's end this episode picking some games for this week. We did it last week. We both went, we both had two right, two wrong. Two and two. I let's do it again. Run. Let's let's let's, let's do, do this again. First game we're gonna pick here is Atlanta, Seattle. Atlanta is a four and a half point favorite. That is a very interesting one. Do you know which way you're going on? I'm going Seattle. Ooh, are you ready? I am. I'll, I'll go against you then. I'll go Atlanta. I, I was on the fence anyway. I'm just I like I don't know something about Atlanta. I'm I, not. I'd easily see them winning, but Atlanta they can put up points, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with that. I mean, I'm gonna say they just they just overload them, and I can see it, but I just have something about Seattle in the playoffs. I don't know. I I like them. I, I give it on. You know, it is it's at Atlanta, but I think Seattle's gonna. I think they're gonna go in there. I really do. They haven't been great this year. But I, I like their chances. Yeah. Next game, Houston, New England. Read for this line. Oh, God, what, 14 and a half? 16. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> New England. <laughs> yeah. Don't even care. It's so brutal. New England, I'm going with New England here. 16. Yep. I'm going New England. That is an incredible. That's <laughs> it. For the playoffs, for a, for a second-round playoff game, that is a, just a oh massive my gosh. spread. I actually hate myself for doing this, but I go New England, too. Yeah. Just, that that spread is crazy. It really way is. Too high. But I, I still have to go New England because that's how, how how little I think of Houston's offense. Yeah, I think not enough. Them. I just can't see how they're doing it. Plus, I don't think Bill will take his his fuck throw. Nope. He starts trouncing them. Not a chance. The next game is Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Pittsburgh actually opened as a one and a half point favorite in most books. Kansas City is now a one point favorite. This is essentially a pickle. It's like really who's gonna win? Who, who's gonna, it's pretty much what it is. Who's gonna win this game? Pittsburgh, Kansas City. After I downplay them all year, I, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> oh man, I want Pittsburgh, but my my brain, my heart says Pittsburgh, my brain says KC. So I'm gonna I'm gonna follow my brain and say I think KC takes this one. Gonna, and, but it will be close. I'm going Pittsburgh, even though I don't know Ben's injury. Yeah. If if I knew for sure he was out, Kansas City yeah. easily. But I think that's part of the reason that line is flipped a little bit. I mean, this is why they're number two seed, right? They they know how to win. Flash, they don't do any of that. Obviously, Pittsburgh has better offense, but um, Casey is just solid. They just all, all they positions. Do. So I'm going to go Casey. You all go right. Pittsburgh. All right. One last one. Green Bay, Dallas. Whoa, here's the one. Dallas is a four-point favorite. Oh, they kind of see four, don't they? Oh, man, I'm, I feel like... I feel like my gut is telling me all the all the ones that I'm I'm saying no to because I have Dallas as well, and I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna say Dallas, even though Green Bay has got to be the hot team in the NFL right now. I'm going Green Bay. I know. I, mean, I, I, know I just gotta I gotta go with it. It's okay. So we we are on the opposite side. Three, three games. Only we went, four. We went with New England was the only one we were. Which is a on. very dangerous one too. But <laughs> all right, all right. So that is it for this episode. You know, follow us at the FF Profit. Visit fantasyfootballprofit.com. We'll be back with one more episode this week. We're going to keep going two episodes a week throughout the offseason. This is going to be a little NFL draft preview. Talk about some of the potential players that might be out there for your drafts next year. Not going to really get to the defensive part, but got some little bit of stuff on that. And 
until then, that's all I got. Jeff, got anything more for this? All right. We will see you guys next time.